forever. Dog. Warning, the following podcast may contain heavy hair helmets, grown men posing as five-year-old girls, and snouts filled with snot. Disney Princess Training Program graduate Amanda Lund joins us. Beware of handsy dads. We're talking Disney princesses on podcast The Ride. Welcome to Podcast The Ride, hosted by three guys who do go to Disneyland by themselves, but I swear do not do princess meet and greets by themselves. Uh, although I don't want to make an assumption about about you guys. I'm Scott Gardner, Mike Carlson. I'm Mike Carlson, and I have never, okay. yes, solo okay. gone and met a princess. Other okay. characters, 100%. Yeah. But not a princess. I think seeing a human face is a little too much. I couldn't deal with it and I don't want them judging me. But like if it's Eeyore's face, I can't tell what the performer is thinking about me. You can't see their perpetual pout and disgust yeah. with you a single man so uh, I wanting know. to meet them. Uh, uh, Jason Sheridan, uh, is this true of you? Uh, yes, that is true. Much respect, much respect. But uh, no, not usually one of my go-tos. <laughs> yeah, shouldn't throw shade at anybody <laughs> who wants to do it. I just have my questions. Uh, uh, yes, we have, look, yeah, we, we at least solo have not had a ton of uh, experience with uh, the Disney princess meeting greets but we're uh we're joined today by somebody who who has lived it who's lived it internationally even uh she is a writer and a podcaster uh from the big ones her podcast amanda lund is here thank you so much for having me yeah, thank you for coming, for coming. Yeah. appreciate it no uh, I, I love um, talking about this stuff oh boy but well and you've and there is a ton to talk about clearly a pretty yes. a pretty tenured career uh it would seem yeah definitely uh i was a princess at disneyland and um California Adventure for probably six, seven years, I think, from like 2001, 2002 to um, like 2008. Wow. Wow. Geez. A long time. And then... Uh, and were, were you were you exclusively that? Were you doing other jobs in the meantime or just like pursuing acting and stuff? Well, uh, I started, I got the job when I was in high school. So I'm from wow. Southern California. I think so my end of my sophomore year, I started working at Disney when I turned, I think I was... 17 when mm. I started working you there. You do it that young? Wow. Yeah, huh. definitely. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And I guess within the, the princess world, that's the... The desire, I guess, because they sort of I was looking into qualifications for this this program for being part of it. And there is sort of an age cut off a little bit loosely, it would seem like 27, they say, is sort of. He seems right. If you think about it, because in the movies, I mean, I think Princess Aurora is maybe 14. Yeah, I think Yeah, they're all I feel like they're all younger than you think. I think Cinderella is 16. Ariel, I think, is 16. Yeah, that, it's so funny because seeing the movies as a child, I was like, well, they all must be 30 years old. <laughs> right. <laughs> they, of course, must be that old. They have this much responsibility, surely. Right. Well, they're all getting married. Right. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the laws in all the fairy tale kingdoms are different, I suppose. Uh, straight. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you enter this in, in high school. You Were you Orange County or did you have to commute away? away yeah. So, I'm from Long Beach. So, okay. and Long Beach is technically... LA County, but mm-hmm. you know, it was probably a 25 minute 
20 minute drive to Anaheim sure, to sure. go to Disneyland. So I was, it, it wasn't bad. Um, and so I was, you know, grew, growing up, I had a season pass and I would just like go to theme parks all the time. And I had one of my best friends, her older sister worked there and she would always see the princesses and they would have post flyers for open calls, you know? So she was like, Amanda, you should audition to do this. Right. right. Yeah. Gotcha. Huh. Huh. Uh, um, and then is it sort of a, was it was it part of a big cattle call or are they doing it sort of perpetually? Yeah, I feel like they maybe audition a couple times a year, but it was definitely a cattle call. Mm-hmm. It was like a two day, two or three day process. Jeez. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you, could you estimate the amount of people on the way? I mean, I think like a couple hundred. Yeah. Probably. Do you remember like the uh, the mood of it? Because if I feel like that's what well, that's the job that's very sought after. That's what I think other guests have ta- talked about how like that is. Uh, an elite status of theme park performer is the is the princesses specifically. So, like, is it? Do you remember? Was it tense in there? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely peaked in high school when I was doing this job. <laughs> like, absolutely, um, but it was. So they have uh, the first call is a big open call, and I think it was at some sort of big dance center, you know, in like a big sort of dancey big open room, and you had like hundreds and hundreds of people, and it was just like all different types of people, like people who you're like, oh, I could see them, you know, they're like the right age range like you know they kind of look like a character maybe i've mm-hmm. seen um and then there's just people who are disney fans and they're just coming um, probably for dual purposes maybe one purpose is that they want a peek behind the curtain and then i think an- another is that they think maybe they could get the job or some sort of job mm-hmm. um so you just have all sorts of people at these open calls and like everyone is just so excited mm-hmm. to be there so it must be like maximum chipperness like 300 princess types yeah all in, all in one room together right but they're not <laughs> all princess types like some right. people are just like i mean just disney fans who come from all over to like mm-hmm. just i don't really know what their intention is but it's crazy because what they the first thing they do is they bring you in in groups of i think 20 or 30 and they line you up in sort of a grid so it's like be like um four rows of 10 and they just um um, whoever it is, it's usually three or four people running the audition. And they're all like, you can tell they used to be face characters and now they've kind of graduated to management. <laughs> and, and they just come up to you and they get really close to your face and they look at you and they just go, hi, how are you doing today? And you just say, I'm good, thanks. And you stand there smiling Ooh. and then they cut 90% of the people. <laughs> wow. Just from that. Wow. It's like uh, Miss America, right? Where they cut like 40 of the contestants immediately or something, right? Isn't that what they do? Yeah, something like that. I haven't really watched pageants. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's a big pageant guy. Yeah. Big, I'm you not follow. A, I fo- look, my mom made us watch Miss America when we were younger. So she I like, did? Yeah, she like loved it, I guess, for whatever it reason. It was an event. Our high school band would play at it. Uh, pretty regularly play at the at, Miss America when it was in Atlantic City because it's only two oh, wow. hours away hour and a oh. half drive wait you're on yeah. the stage in the you were like, playing I wasn't playing oh okay, I okay. Was, like friends in the band would go down and play that's wild I mean I definitely think there is some Disney princess pageant girl um, crossover sure that's sure. for sure yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense but going into it were you like was was it a thing you were like oh I would do that or were you like no I'm gonna that is cool like I'm very excited about this um I was just like, oh, I I need to get a job. This is something I could do. I was a 
dancer. I always did ballet. So I knew there was like some dancing involved. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. You know, I kind of had an interest in performing. And I was a Disney fan. I grew up watching all the movies and I loved going to the theme park. Also, a couple of my girlfriends worked at downtown Disney, like some of my best friends. So I was like, oh, they're working at Disney. You know, they were at the Jazz Kitchen um, being being hostesses. (laughs) And so I just thought like, oh, I'll audition for this. And, And then, yeah, I got it and it became my like my life. <laughs> wow. 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 Uh, not to, not to sidetrack. We're heading into a, uh, an extensive series about downtown Disney uh, in the near future. Oh, a, uh, uh, we're we're going to cover it in depth. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you recall anything specific about the, about your friends and their experiences? Uh, do you think the jazz kitchen was a, a pleasant place to work? Um, oh, I'm sure if you want my friend Lauren on the podcast, she has a lot of stories from the jazz kitchen, Wow! but there was a whole, I mean, a period of my life one summer where I was just like, like a jazz kitchen regular. I was oh. like 19 going to the jazz kitchen being served <laughs> with my fake ID. Like we would just like go there and then just loiter around and meet boys at downtown Disney. Wow. One time we met these guys and we were probably like 19 and they were in their 30s and Anthrax was playing at the House of Blues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we like Anthrax. We had no idea what it was. And we just would like go see concerts with. I mean, it was wow. a whole. I mean, I really. I, that was my stomping grounds. Regular at the jazz kit with a fake ID committing fraud at uh, oh my god in, in Ralph Brennan's <laughs> face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but no, I'm a big fan of all of the downtown Disney's like around the world. Oh sure, oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Which which there are there are a lot of them. What, some, oh sorry, no, I was just gonna say uh, was Jazz Kitchen number one of a hangout as far as did downtown Disney or were there other like was Tortilla Joe's there at the time? Yeah, Tortilla Joe's was there, but we weren't big fans. I mean, we were we were definitely Jazz Kitchen loyalists, <laughs> right? Okay. For sure, it's the one yeah. we haven't really done. I think I've we, been there. We, we have to. I've done the quick. I've done the Express. Oh, okay. Jazz Kitchen. I just did it. I just got a sandwich from the Express. Okay, uh, you need the you need the full service. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I do that. Ralph Brennan is one of the acclaimed chefs of New Orleans, but I went for a quick lunch in the restaurant once and had like a fish sandwich that was like filet of fish quality. And uh, I was like, I'll have to come back and hey, have jambalaya or uh, something. Save it for the series, Jason. I know, I know. It'll come back. <laughs> the ordeal. Come back. Uh, I was <laughs> curious to get There's any spoiler there. Uh, what you uh, thought of the fish sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so your dream is just to have an excuse to use that as the home base. Anaheim is the home base uh, uh, for, for your high school and college years. Uh, uh, and you, okay, so you pass by this bizarre, this uh, 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 facial profiling, essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah, very strange. Is it? It's also. It also seems like there's a, just a uh, just a height cutoff. They have really specific criteria. Uh, what I have it written down, it's okay. Uh, it, it, most princesses five four to five seven, and then fairies and Alice and Wendy are all four eleven to five two. Yeah, that sounds right. And I'm five seven, so I was on the tall end. Um, oh, wow. But they would like Princess Aurora could be a little bit taller. I think some of the girls were. They'd make if you were five eight. You could, you know, you could sneak mm, in there. Be some leeway. You could yeah. slouch or something. Or you could stand up taller. Like you could. I mean, you look, when you're Princess Aurora, you look taller anyway because the bangs are oh, very, they they're a feathered up. bang. Oh, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Isn't there some headpiece? Yeah, also you have a crown. And the... a, a, they, a lot of the princesses, Cinderella, have the feathered sort of um, 1994 bang. <laughs> 
Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Still, yes. Uh, uh, okay, so you pass the you pass the height requirement. Then, then what? What's what's after? Uh, let me stare at you for a second. What's what's the next yeah. tangible step? So that's the big cut, and then later in the day, if you've made the cut, they have you come back to learn a dance. So it's, uh, you know, you spend maybe an hour being taught very basic uh, choreography, sort of like anyone who's done like a level one ballet class. I mean, think about that. It's kind of like a step, touch, step, touch, step, twirl and take a bow and touch your heart and, you know, and blow a kiss. And then you have maybe a moment to freestyle where you wave and laugh and, you know, put your hands next to your face and raise your shoulders and go like, ah. And you're physicalizing all of this right now when you've you've still got it <laughs> yes. uh, clearly oh um, yeah that's something you you don't forget <laughs> yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> I, mean, I was i was born with that seems like it's a lot of it's it's a lot of wrist that like it like a lot, a lot of what you were just doing is like uh what, what would you even call it? what's uh uh i don't know there's just like r- like r- wrist fluidity yeah or, well it's, uh, it's um it's the wave is it's like nothing you've ever seen unless you've literally seen royalty and this is how the royals actually wave like there was something in the tabloids a while ago about Queen Elizabeth reprimanding Meghan Markle because her wave was too aggressive. <laughs> like you're supposed to do it. It's a very fluid wave. Your hand, um, your hand doesn't face front. So your hand is more tilted. And then you you move your wrist from the elbow. So it's elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist, touch your heart and blow a kiss. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, haunt me going to bed. Yeah. It's really upsetting. I know. The first part of it looks like you're just pretending to wash the top of a car yes that's exactly what it is you're because if you think about it when you're waving you're you might be on a float so you're looking down sort of uh. at your subjects and then if you were going to wave at someone in close proximity like if i were passing you in the park i wouldn't do this i'm putting my hand out and kind of waving it crazily uh-huh. it's, it's like this like oh. which is like a little <laughs> finger wave which as i'm watching you do this it, it occurs to me maybe uh, the more aggressive wave would not photograph well maybe some of that right. maybe with royals and yeah. disney royals it's something about like it's slower so that you're it's and there's no like strobing or uh, blur exactly and you know it's like the you know about the point right you never direct someone with a one oh, finger point no 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 i don't oh, okay so all employees it's, at disney know this you never would point with one finger like the restrooms are over there it's always the two finger point Oh, yeah, it's less aggressive. Yeah, it's less yeah. aggressive. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Huh. Huh. It just relieves the pressure. Two <laughs> fingers are like the full hand. Like anything yes. that's not yeah. Walt just didn't like a, an accusatory point. Oh, which, yeah, that feels extremely familiar. As soon as you switch to the two, I flash to like a hundred of those I've seen in my park going career. Right. Huh. Huh. Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a dance audition. And then I think that was all for the first day. They make a big another big cut after that. And then they bring you back the next day. And that's when you have to tell a story. Mm-mm. And then do a little improv interaction um, where you talk to a grown man as though who's role playing a five year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then if you can make it through that, then you get to come back the next day where I think it they put you. You have to do like a almost like a media. Oh no, that was once you get into princess training, which is a whole thing. So then I think then they cast after you have the interaction with the grown man pretending to be the little girl. Wow. Is, are these things all just happening in sort of weird? 
undecorated back rooms yes. somewhere. <laughs> Strange. Uh, he's not literally like on his knees and like doing a voice yes. or like really. Yes. He is. Really? Literally. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I think maybe even literally well, huh? on his knees. Wow, this sounds hellish. <laughs> oh, it, it is. It's very um, dystopian. Yeah. This is the future conservatives warned us about. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't, but I guess that trains you for just, uh, you know, heights, uh, people being exposed, but also that, like, there's got to be a little bit of dude creepiness at some point in all the in your interactions maybe not i don't know oh for sure oh mm. yeah the dads okay oh okay. Yeah. yeah you Ugh. have to learn how to kind of navigate some of the fathers is that in the training or is that something the princesses just discuss amongst themselves <laughs> later they, they train you a little bit for it uh-huh. like if you're um you know people will try and get handsy Sometimes like hmm. the dads are, you know, it's it's always the dads uh, like coming up and trying to put their hand around your waist and you're not uh. supposed to be photographed. I mean, you're a married woman. So when some guy comes and up and you're tries, 15. <laughs> yeah. So, right. So you always say when a guy tries to take a picture with his arm around your waist, you go, oh, let me teach you how to stand like a prince. And then you <laughs> fold his arms in front of him and then put loop your hand through his arm. Right, uh, right, 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 yeah. right. Oh, so okay. if anybody's listening and has been told that, yeah, you're either, a creep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> now Face you know. It, <laughs> you need you need some hand training yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, there is. I did a little pre-research about this and learned this from a WikiHow article on how to be a Disney princess. Of course, the best place to learn stuff and see wonderful drawings. <laughs> oh, like, oh. This is the, uh, watch out for the dads. There's it's a, so creepy, <laughs> Jason. Great. This is so scary. It's sort of a it's sort of a goofus and gallant type. Like you're yeah. showing us diagrams of a that what you just showed us a bald man angrily pointing so, at a Cinderella esque woman and a, br- a brunette Cinderella, which is maybe to get them well, right. you know, copyright so free. Uh, there's other stuff in here like learn the requirements, schedule your audition, attend your audition. This is the picture for attend your audition. It is a woman being signed in by what appears to be a Frenchman. He looks with like a young Walt. Notebook. Like yeah, Walt's in, like Walt in Europe, and he's, he's got, got like a, a newsy um, hat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, we have to post oh, a lot of these. Don't talk about Disney protocol. We're breaking that today. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, no. You're not on the clock anymore. No, you I know? think I'm in the you clear. Paycheck. You don't sign any agreement that says never. You do it. sign something, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, have you done a one-person show about this? That's funny you say that because my senior thesis in college was I wrote a one-woman show oh. about this but i never performed it i just wrote it okay mm. oh. yeah but oh. i know there's part of me that knows someday i need to like do something with this experience i mean i did uh, matt gorley who is on your podcast is oh. my husband and we met at a theme park we both worked at disney at the same time but never met um although i'm sure our paths cross but oh, we sure. it's such a big place you could work there and never you know you'll only kind of stay with your little group. But um, anyway, we wrote a show about it, uh, a pilot about it for Fox, but it didn't get picked up. Mm -hmm. Oh, gotcha. But yeah, eventually I want to do something with it. I just have so many stories. Yeah. You you know, he was saying by the time when you guys actually met, am I getting this right? That it was a Universal Studios like 
British street rock urchin sort yeah, of experience. Yeah, it was like an ill-fated uh, <laughs> test they were doing there was over like, at Universal. Because we are, you know, Jason's guests, I recall, was, uh, oh, were you one of the like New Yorker in the window people? And like, no, 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 there were British people in the window for a little while yeah. in the little British area. Uh, and you, wait. Were you, he described you as being sort of like Spice Girl-esque? Well, when I first got the job, I was playing like a fancy lady who was drinking tea. And then they were like, this isn't working. So we're going to give the guy a guitar and make him like a (laughs) rock star. And then you get drumsticks and you're going to sing while he plays the guitar. And I was like, okay. I mean, I have the worst voice and I've never sung publicly in my life. But I was (laughs) at Universal mic'd improvising songs and i was just like this is what i do <laughs> but found your life partner found your, with yeah, you guys yeah. found during horrible other. singing uh-huh. it, it was a lot hmm. singing doesn't come into play in in princess where not that you're in shows no. i guess yeah but. in fact so the interesting thing about being a princess as well is you know it sounds like a really cool job you're actually non-union so there's the performers union called agva which is the representation mm-hmm. for all of theme park employees, which was actually started as a union for strippers and circus performers, <laughs> and now it's the theme park employee union. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got oh. into this a little because in Florida recently, the costume characters are in the Teamsters. And right. James Hoffa, son of Jimmy Hoffa, had to come down and clean up the local in Orlando. <laughs> and and then but then some people are equity in Florida. Right. But OK, so there's so the princesses, the, what you know, is the face characters and the parade princesses. None of the, them are union, um, which means you cannot sing. You mm-hmm. can't be miked in a show. Yeah. So. Then if you ever see a princess who's singing like with a mic, she's union, which means she's not really probably an official face character. She's like a performer portraying Cinderella or a performer portraying Belle. If you Um, see the Beauty and the Beast live show, that is not that is not somebody like moved from the princess program into the show They they hire separately. Right. Which means the flip side of that is like, while we're working twice as much as most of the Agvas, the union performers, we're getting paid half. Um, of what they're getting paid so it's so like where the the union performers would like maybe work 25 minutes and then have like a half hour break we're working 45 minutes with a 15 minute break and getting paid i think i was getting paid 14 dollars an hour while they're making like 25 an hour oh my god much like the disney princesses in the films various degrees of (laughs) subjugation (laughs) and uh being limited by the in this case uh, triton is the corporate overlord of disney uh Right. Or the Wicked Stepsisters. The same thing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Yeah, holding holding you down. With the the characters, like, and I just saw this. Did everyone see this? There's like a an evil queen at Disneyland that's gone viral. Is this? Oh, I did, yeah. like anyone's I did just watch radar. this last night. Fun. What's yeah. she up to? She's just she's she's very good. She's she's in character, just kind of roaming around and telling you know little kids to straighten up or whatever. And it's like people. There's a she uh, consistently refers to your phone as a as a mirror. Like all she knows is mirrors. So uh, which I kind of like that that terminology. That's fun. And then like What's a couple that years fancy ago, fancy mirror. Gaston, and especially in Florida, I think it's only in Florida, honestly. Like he was like doing push-ups, and like is that 
another tier of performer is are they face characters they're face characters okay yeah so some of them are really good but yeah it's not um as far as i know at least when i was there they were all in the same tier as the princesses okay gotcha i wonder if there's the pressure today to try to get a viral viral. moment yeah yeah. that's funny i bet there is i mean i was working there before iphones so Mm. camera phones there were, were camera phones but it wasn't like how it is today so yeah like for sure if you were walking around today there'd be like dozens of videos of you yes. but yeah there is there evidence of the did you ever like make a point of documenting uh well part of the job is like it's all about pictures so yeah i have tons and tons of photos um yeah and just I mean, not as much of my own photos, but we would always like I would find some photos of myself online and then occasionally you'd have fans who come and they would give you a big stack of your photos, Whoa. like park regulars wow. who would yeah, kind of know that all the different princesses and huh. um, yeah. Uh, Do you have those? The photos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You copped all of like you have like yes. a fo- like they would bring a photo album to you of you and them in many pictures yes or just candid of you like walking around yeah no it's a whole thing the fans is a whole sort of crazy thing um especially i worked in tokyo disney too and that's like beyond the fans there Jeez, sure it's wild uh did they like they don't know your real name so they're just sort of classifying you but like oh you're it's it's that cinderella or whatever yeah we had one guy uh, who would give us all nicknames oh boy. so mine was rookie because i was new <laughs> oh, no. and so it's also yeah in, like negging you yeah, yeah it was a little <laughs> negging yeah jeez also becomes inaccurate at a certain point it's true. That is true you're no longer new you just are it's probably recycled that name too. I would assume. Uh, no, you know, yeah, that's not the first rookie that yeah. he's named. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, what, what's going on in Japan? How's it, how's it different in Japan? I I mean, God, I loved Tokyo Disney. Have any of you guys? Yeah, Scott and I have gone. We yeah. know. I have got, we've been pretty love like, like, just still in the throes of love with the place it's ever so since amazing. we got back. Yeah, yeah. And you went to Tokyo Disney Sea. I'm sure you yeah. covered mm-hmm. it all on this podcast. Yeah, the, in the, like, the longest episode. We each did yeah. one that were just like <laughs> bursting at the seams. Oh. There's too much. There's too much. It's so good. But yeah, being, you know, a fan, being a fan in, is like a big part of Japanese culture. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of people are fans of various things and mm-hmm. they, they go all out. I mean, whether well, it's baseball or like the Big Bang Theory. Um, <laughs> it's like they love and especially with Disney. So, yeah, we would have people. I mean, that would be their seemingly their full time job as they come to the park. You'd see the same people every day and they would take pictures of you and they'd kind of decide on one of because you would go out on an eight month contract or I think it was a six or seven month contract and they would know when the new batch of face characters would come in so they would kind of pick their favorite and become this is a negative word but you're stalker in a way um when they would know you know where you would go the bar we'd all go to after work they would sometimes show up there um one time i was on the train just as myself on a day off like going into the city and someone just handed me a package and it was a stack of photos of myself oh my god it's Holy like the shit. start of a horror movie yeah and they they wait for you outside of work 
and we'll kind of walk you back to walk you to the bus stop and it's a whole thing but it's it's really um you're not really supposed to like accept or exchange anything with them but people do all the time Mm -hmm. and a lot of them were really nice and kind of became you know you become friendly with them sure but it's this whole fan culture over there that's taken to an extreme Wow, interesting. Yeah, but it was a great place to work. I loved doing that. Okay, yeah. So you're out for for how long then, all told? Yeah, um, in a day. So you usually. Or, oh, I, I just meant like in Japan. Oh, like in Japan, how... I was there for seven months. Jeez. Yeah. Which okay, outside of Disney, how is that? Like that's where you live for a yeah. extended period of time. It was awesome. You get your own little apartment, and I took a year off of college, and I went out there and did it. Oh so man, it was that's a dream. It was my first time living really independently. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It was awesome. I think us and a lot of people are probably listening probably yeah dream of yeah, if you could just be there for a long period of time. I know it was so like it's the first vacation I've taken where I was since Disney World as a kid where I was teary eyed leaving like on the plane <laughs> like oh no I don't want to go. I know don't you want to move there and live there forever? Yeah, yeah. yeah that is. What, I was just looking at pictures like two nights ago like just going like oh. <laughs> I know I want to go back like it's the only place I want to ever travel to. Yeah. yeah, I could see that just making the choice. Yeah, I take trips to one place yes. and it's here because you'd have a completely different time every time. Yeah. So that was when I was there when I, I turned 21 out there. And then um, a couple of years ago, I went back with Matt and we did the whole Disney thing out there and uh, just traveled around and he loved it, too. So, jeez. Oh, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Uh, um, whereabouts in this? Were you like in Tokyo proper or in some weird outskirts? Um, yeah, you're kind of, you know how um, Disneyland's in like a suburb of Tokyo. It's like a 20 minute mm-hmm. train ride. Mm-hmm. So we were in a little suburb of the town where Disney is. So uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's, oh, it's called Shin Urayasu. So it was about a 10 minute train ride to get to work. Jeez. Oh, and that's that's, that's easy and efficient and then the job <laughs> is, is silly and quicker fun. than getting to anywhere from anywhere to Anaheim. Yes, like of it's course. such a burden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so fun and they uh, put you in this um it's called E Village. When I lived there, this big apartment complex. So it's all the princesses, all the princes. Um, and then you also have all the other uh, people they come in to be uh, workers at Disneyland, like the Polynesian fire throwers and the mariachi band. So you're living at this apartment complex wow. with like all these amazing weird performers wow. like the acrobats like everyone so it's like this big diverse place to live and you'd be like We're, the mariachis are having a party tonight let's all go cluster in their little one bedroom apartment and like you know drink and watch a movie wow yeah. oh my god well and getting to go to, to, to if you're gonna live in tokyo for a while with a like base a class of english speakers which yes. must provide so much comfort yeah. and ease and so would everyone start at the same time? Was it a total like was it getting on a like getting on a cruise? Um, no, you'd everyone... have you don't have different call times. Okay, like uh, like when you got to Tokyo, like you were saying oh, contracts. Yes, so yes. was it most people who started at the same time? Yeah, everyone would. It would be a full. You'd have like a crossover of two weeks while you were kind of being trained, and mm-hmm. the other people were like you know doing all their paperwork to leave. Mm-hmm. So you'd have you'd cross over for two weeks, and then you would yeah you would take over, and it would be like a full new fleet of people. Although a few people would get extended, and some people stayed there contract after contract after contract. Like <laughs> if they really liked you, mm-hmm. they would extend you. Wow. So mm-hmm. I don't want to. If this is a sore subject, I'm so sorry. But were you offered an extension? I was not offered an oh, extension. I'm sorry. No, no, that's Would okay. Would you stay? No, I don't think so because I had to go graduate college. Mm, that's sure. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger the Fourth. Hi, hi, hi. Can't we, wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Uh, let me ask this because I've heard stories about how, like, uh, even at the at the domestic parks, there's like the A team and the B team. Like the A uh-huh. team is the one when a celebrity comes oh, or a yes. charity thing. Comes. Did you ever get to do anything where it's like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's interesting, and it, it reminds me because I kind of forgotten about that. But yeah, even at Disneyland, there's definitely kind of they have their favorites, and so those yeah. are the people who get asked to do special events. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did those a couple of times, which were kind of fun. Like, oh god, what was there was some movie, some Disney movie that came out. I forget what it was, but I got to like, they wanted some of the characters on the red carpet. I got to do that. Is it a Pirates? Uh, Did they do a Pirates premiere there? Yeah, actually, there, I think maybe? it maybe was a Pirates or something. I think they closed off Main Street. For, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was something like that. And then, um, yeah, you would get to do some special events. One time I got to travel for work, which was exciting to go. Well, it sounded exciting at the time, but I had to go to Texas to work in a mall for a day for the opening of a Disney store. <laughs> oh, and I was, sure. Yeah, and it, it was exciting for me because I had never, tra- I was like, you know, 17, I'd never traveled for work, but um, yeah, I, I remember like having to, if you had to go to the bathroom, you had to go to the lens crafters <laughs> to use the bathroom and <laughs> it was, so mundane. it was not really glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Johnny Depp would come all the time to Disney and there was like a specific Peter Pan he would always request and they would have like a private <laughs> meet and greet. Um, what, were, he was with kids or him just himself? Uh, he would have, I think, I, I think th- there were children around <laughs> as well. Whether they were photo op children or his own, whether, we don't know. Whether Lily was there or not. So. Yeah. But at the time when I was working there, it was before they put in the whole Princess Fantasy Fair, So, um, mm. which is now the princesses are all in one location. So you can mm. go through a line and hit three or four princesses, you know, and get the autograph from the picture and then exit through the gift shop. And there's a whole little show that happens. But before Princess Fanfare, as we called it, um, we were just roaming around. Hmm. Like we yeah. would just they were like, you live here. This is, you know, your castle and you just walk around. And then at some point you have to stop and there's a line. And but the line, wherever that was, would change depending on where you wanted to stand. And you had a lot more freedom. Uh, if maybe sometimes, you know, if it was toward the end of the day and you could like go on a ride or you could find one really cute kid and kind of walk around with them for 10 minutes or play a game or, you know, you could had a lot more freedom. And then unless you worked in dining, which was a whole different thing. But otherwise, mm. if you were just in the park, it was really cool. And and now it was this whole thing of like they're, you know, penning us up and people just want the autograph. Really. Oh, and so, it's a little bit more. They're just like kind of rubber stamping an experience yeah. over and over. All right. Next, next, next. It's huh. interesting because they're doing that. They're doing that now in the Star Wars land. Where there's no characters, they're not like in a spot. They're right. roaming and they're like, there's videos of like Ray playing with a little, like a game with a little girl and Which stuff. Which is so cool. So maybe they're going to like 
get back to that. But at the time when I was there, and this started when I was a kid, I mean, I had an autograph book. It was like people wanted to get their money's worth. And they'd be like, I've been at the park all day and mm-hmm. I haven't seen Cinderella. I paid 150 bucks to be here. So then they decided like, well, we'll just put Cinderella in a cage. <laughs> and everyone can take a yeah. picture. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Trap aerial under the sea. I think the wandering characters is more built into Disneyland than Disney World in Florida from what I've read about it. Where where it's in Florida they're a lot more planted. Hmm. So because people are saying like, oh, how will the Galaxy's Edge wandering characters do how will people like that in Florida where that's less common than out here? You just walk into Disneyland at any time of the day and you can stumble upon Mary Poppins or the Mad Hatter Hmm. or like and they Mickey hate it. On They've Street. rebelled. They're setting the place on fire. <laughs> yeah. on fire. Um, we I, want them stationary. I would like to take a behind-the-scenes tour of those Princess Fairy Tale hearts because be, it's like impossible architecture of like the same room multiple times and like yeah. doors where it's set up where like these two Cinderellas couldn't come out at one. They couldn't meet each other. Oh yeah. Even if they're doing simultaneous meet and greet, you may. That, that, yeah, that's you'd have a very um, yeah, delicate schedule that, you know, you really had to go out at the correct time, because if you misread, mm-hmm. the worst thing that could happen is you walk to your spot and there's another Cinderella there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it's just I mean, that happened to me one time. But then, there was a story where this and I played Cinderella and Sleeping Beauty and Ariel. Um, I don't think we said that. Yeah, oh, we yeah. Said So it. those were your big those are the, my big three. Yeah. <laughs> and, Pretty big three. Yeah. And then in Tokyo, I was Cinderella and Mary Poppins. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was this uh, one time when I was walking out to my spot, and I think I had gotten the time wrong or the schedule was wrong, and I walk out, and there's like another Cinderella there, and there was like the fairy godmother there. So she tried, I mean, this is so dumb, but she tried to cover by be- pretending she had done like a spell to make two, but then I just had to like <laughs> run back. And I mean, it's just like was horrible. I think I cried. I felt oh, no. like so ashamed. There was a, a Cinderella straight to DVD movie about time travel. I think it was called a, a Stitch in Time oh, or yeah. something. So you could have just she could have preferred, well, if you've seen the DV- my DVD, <laughs> our DVD, <laughs> time travel's possible. They love here. the princesses talking about technology. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right. Buy the DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, did, we were talking about, so your characters, when you were auditioning, was there a character specifically you wanted? Was there a, did it feel like there was one like superstar character everyone wanted? Um, I, yeah, I don't know about any particular character. Cinderella was always my favorite movie, so I mm-hmm. think I wanted, I wanted to do Cinderella. Sure. Um, but Ariel was really fun too, just because you get to wear the fin. Oh, okay. And that well, that's a question also. Is that's always a weird like how do you place Ariel in the timeline? Is it pre or post transformation? Right. So they so you were a you were finned Ariel. I was finned Ariel, and then I think maybe three years into working there, it was a huge deal because they were like, we're going to give her legs. <laughs> mm. And so then they gave her legs and a dress and then stuck her in Ariel's grotto. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, wait, and Ariel's grotto being the uh, the restaurant in California Adventure that's yes. now the uh, Lamplight Lounge. Lamplight, oh, yeah. did they change? They took mm-hmm. out Ariel's grotto. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. So I was there for the opening of Ariel's grotto and there would be that would be the one place you could go and see all the princesses. But doing oh. dining, I like doing Ariel's grotto because it was easy. But when I first worked there before she had legs, 
they would you'd have to go to this like really scary very damp um backstage area that had like you know an inch of water on the floor and i don't know if you guys know this (laughs) appropriate yeah when you're a princess um and you're not um, in costume backstage, they give you the old Space Mountain jumpsuits that the um, line operators used to wear, like back in the 80s. <laughs> wow. Those are like your coveralls. So all the princesses are backstage, at least they used to be when I worked there, in these blue coveralls and their wigs. <laughs> Wait, but like then with like a, a gown you stuffed in there? You take your gown off and oh. put the coveralls on and that would be like your loungewear, but they, they were the old Space Mountain ride operator uniforms. So it's a bunch of like... <laughs> Astronauts, yeah, you could have updos. Yes, you could have done meet and greets as Ripley from Aliens in that (laughs) sci-fi princess. Yeah, they're actually yeah kind of fun to wear. Um, But yeah, so backstage behind the grotto before you had legs. You would go back there, you'd you'd hop into your tail, and then you'd hop on and sit on this like plastic shiny seahorse, and then someone would wheel you out into the lobby of the restaurant. And that would be you would just sit there for like a half hour while people came to be seated um, oh. and just be like, hi, you know, welcome to <laughs> what my, are you my grotto. Get? Yeah. What are you gonna order? <laughs> Wanna hear about the specials? Yeah. <laughs> um, whoa, strange. And I liked that job because you got to work alone. Which might mm. sound bad, but I'm kind of an introvert, so sometimes it was difficult to be in a break room filled with people. Mm-hmm. Oh, so okay. this was nice because you could just be in that like scary um, warehouse, before. <laughs> bizarre leaking, <laughs> yeah, um, like reading or whatever spacesuit zone. Uh, uh, did you did you do any of the like walk around like Goofy's kitchen buffet like buffet yeah, stuff too? Definitely. Yeah. yeah, and those are odd because you go table to table and you think everyone would be there to meet the characters, but not everyone is. Some people, are, it's really like you're intruding on their meal, <laughs> you know, and they'll just be like, they don't even want a picture. Like they just came to eat pancakes mm-hmm. and they're not interested in you, but oh, you still yeah. have to stop by. And There's only a handful of breakfast buffets. Yeah. If you just wanted a breakfast buffet. <laughs> That's option. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would imagine that there's probably people that even just when they're booking it and it's like character buffet and they're just like, yeah, that's characters on the wall or something. And then like yes. they get there, they don't give a shit about like meeting anyone. Yeah. Do they just, anybody just ask you for coffee uh, refills? Oh, or? totally. Yeah. People would just be like, yeah, asking you questions like that all the time. Jeez. You're saying, what? Do, you, do you, what's the part? You then have to like politely say what is it just like well your server is over uh, i'm not even you just say like oh i'm not sure i had breakfast with mickey this morning so you know <laughs> <laughs> and then walk on uh-huh. which is insane also that all the that's a weird, the fuzzy lines of that all the characters regardless of mythology all live at disneyland together yes. and that yeah aurora's hanging out with pluto and gus gus and yeah <laughs> it's all a big weird mishmash it is that's is the funny. training for the buffet different i'm trying to think now <laughs> the buffet training because i'm trying to think like when, when i've done multiple character buffets in the last few years uh the characters the costume characters will sometimes like sneak up on you like all of a sudden you'll be eating and i'll just feel like something touching me and i'll <laughs> yeah. turn and it's dale <laughs> yeah no they don't train you to do that so that just must be that particular dale okay <laughs> you have these interactions with characters well, and many kisses me yeah minis yeah. kiss me multiple times uh different minis i assume uh so i wonder if they like uh, yeah do they say like yeah just just scare the shit out of someone while they're eating a sausage 
No, that's just boredom. Boredom breeds trying to mess with people. Right. Which is a good question in general. And Matt talked about this a little, just getting like, just drifting and like, oh, what can I do to make, keep this interesting for, because you did a number of years. Like, were were you like, did you push the limits of uh, what what a princess could do just out of your own boredom? Of uh, of course. I mean, there, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you get to the point where you're like, I mean, because they watch you, but when I was there, they weren't really always watching you that closely. So you had a lot of autonomy. So it would be like, depending on who you were working with, you're like, let's just do a, a walking set where you just walk the whole time and wave at everyone. And maybe if you're with a prince, you stop and do a little dance or put on some sort of little improvised play, oh. um, you know, just doing stuff like that. I mean, sometimes you could go on a ride, which would be really fun. Like you'd find some little girl or little boy and be like, come with me on the storybook ride. And you'd like go up and cut the line and get on the go on a storybook ride and that kind of ate your whole set really Um, that's great but then you could also there was a chance if you did that you could get written up Oh, oh you know? so that was against oh, the rules. Okay. I, it was kind of ambiguous. Like, if you got permission, sometimes you're, they're called leads. They would be like, okay, the last set of the day, you can go do this, or let's, you know, let's do a game this set. Um, but then as I worked there, as it got further along, they started to not let you do that kind mm. of stuff anymore. Huh. Now they yeah. love that stuff going viral. Oh, like, that's they, like yeah. free marketing. But isn't that, that. that's all that feels very planned it. to me? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a. But I mean, the kids freaking out. Like, there was a few stories recently of like princesses helping calm down you know very upset children oh i don't really? know about it. I um, yeah yeah that wasn't a rant like i mean it just again the viral moments weren't really a thing unless it was something really bad like you know tigger groping someone or <laughs> should go viral yeah. in a different way mm-hmm. yeah that's in the crime blotter yeah. that's not really on the instagram <laughs> discover page <laughs> do you recall any uh anything that anyone got fired for Oh, yeah, there was uh, this was a universal, but some a guy did a naked cartwheel in the break room. <laughs> he got fired. I think that would well, get you fired from most positions yeah. uh, and most jobs. I also break like, rooms. Do, do you think if he was just naked in general, it wouldn't have been a fireable offense? It's the cartwheel specifically <laughs> while naked that was the issue? I don't know. I have to um, yeah, look at the files. Uh, but at Disneyland, a couple of girls got written up for kissing the kids because again i'm a broken record but when we first started working there you could kiss the kids and leave on their cheek of course get your mind out of the gutter and leave like a big princess kiss mark on their cheek and it was really cute or like kiss a little boy on his forehead and they'd have like a big big kiss mark and so then they started saying hey don't kiss the kids which is fair Okay. Fair. I, I, yeah, a fair. number of reasons. For but, one, measles yeah. outbreaks <laughs> yes, recently. Yeah. Uh. That's right. But a couple of the girls, you know, they were resisting change. So they didn't like that because they liked <laughs> a couple of the Sleeping Beauty specifically um, continued to kiss the kids. And so they were, Whoa. you know, they got in trouble. Whoa. I were drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. I don't like that's. Can you imagine though the conversation? They're like, I am not going to listen to their fucking rules. I am kissing these kids. That's what I'm here to do. <laughs> this is, I'm sleeping fucking beauty. Oh no. Like literally, those are the conversations. Wow. Determ- I'm the boots on the ground. I'm the slippers on the ground. <laughs> these kids are going to leave this place with empty foreheads. I won't have it. Yeah. Uh, that stuff's funny to me. Like, as I, I was a tour guide at Universal and, oh, the, and yeah. The, yeah. And, and the, 
the kinds of things that everyone is all up in arms about, like the, you you describing, like they're just they're going to put everybody in the corner, and you're just going to be in this one room, and you don't get to have the those kinds. Of, I, I remember having a lot of that, like the things you're up in arms about, and then a decade goes by and you're not there anymore, and like why was I mad? I know, <laughs> and people are so into this job. I mean, mm-hmm. I was never like that. I mean, I always thought it was cool and I liked doing it. I also found it super exhausting just having to talk to people uh, like that all day, you know? So I was never, I mean, I never had a hill to die on. Right, right, right. Um, So there was never, uh, there was never like a change that happened that you were very upset about? No, no. (laughs) I'm fine. No, I was all good. Uh, Yeah, it's well, it's also like, you know, you could say, hey, you podcast, you talk for long stretches of time. But like there's a difference between doing like this for a while and 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 doing like height. Well, hi there. I I can imagine like 45 minutes of that in the sun has just got to be physically <laughs> pushing it. Yeah, it was truly exhausting. Right, right. Uh, uh, and what that's uh, that was sort of this. It's like forty five, like so, something in that stretch. <laughs> yeah, you do forty five minutes and then have a fifteen minute break, and I think you do seven or eight of those a day. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh huh. Huh. What do you? What, what, and then in the meantime, you're just chilling out. You're just uh, yeah, like in the break room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just chilling. Just Every- bring a book. I mean, I was in school studying. Reading. Oh sure! Oh yes, you had stuff to do. Yeah, um, I had stuff homework. <laughs> right, right. Uh, uh, I guess I haven't asked about the the language barrier in uh, in Tokyo. Like, how did that? Well, did a lot of Japanese people they learn English in school, so it was mm-hmm. actually really cool because the all the little kids they learn it really young, so they would you know want to practice their English with you. And then I learned a tiny, tiny bit of Japanese where I could have a conversation with a three-year-old, but nothing really beyond that. Uh, But yeah, the language barrier wasn't really an issue because even if they kind of were shy about speaking English over there, most people understood, I think, basic English. Sure, sure. And maybe possibly a good chance to practice and stuff. Yeah, that's what they like. like We were guests there. Somebody at at that uh, pan-galactic pizza port was just like, like asking really basic questions like or like I'm going to America soon what should I do which made me realize like what it was like I probably would ask that to somebody living in Japan what do I do here and you go it's a whole country it's a pretty hard question where are you going specifically uh, yeah there's a pretty there's a world of difference it's weird how I never I am disconnected from that like Japan it's all one thing right (laughs) and then when somebody asked me what do you do in America Uh, Golden Gate Bridge Statue of Liberty (laughs) (laughs) How do you answer uh, that? Target Walmart. <laughs> yeah, see both. They're different. Uh, Universal City Walk. Yeah, yeah. Mainly, yeah, yeah. At least five days at Universal mm-hmm. City Walk. Uh, um, I, uh, any bizarre interactions where you felt not up to speed on mythology as much as you should have been? Oh, I mean, people try to trip you up all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys know there's like... I mean, there's a lot of fanat- like Disney fanatics out there who are so into the minutia. So, yeah, you would, um, well, Ariel, sometimes some jerks would come and be like, name your six sisters, Ariel. Oh, <laughs> and I used to be able to do it, but I think it's like Andrina, Adela, Arista, I can't, oh, Alana. They're all A's. They're all A's. They're all A's. Yeah. Oh, which yeah. makes it much harder. I to... know. So it's just stuff like that. Yeah, people would want to trip you up on on everything. Or they'd say like, oh, I just saw you at breakfast this morning. How'd you get all the way over here so fast? 
<laughs> you know, or like uh, I, I saw you yesterday and you looked different. You know, if they saw another girl, like they would try and catch you. Mm-hmm. Or how are you here and at Disney World at the same time? Oh. And I'd be like, I'm oh. not. <laughs> <laughs> prove. So get someone on a, there's no FaceTime then. So they can't no. like send somebody to see a Cinderella at that moment. Is there, yeah, was there a, a rule book? like response to all of those things yeah there's a princess hand like a literal princess handbook for each (laughs) character and in it i should have brought it because i still have one of them but it's all the questions you might get asked like ariel how do you go to the bathroom (laughs) they have a a canon response to that (laughs) yeah of course because you get asked that a lot and you just go well that's a silly question how about a photo (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's true that no you shouldn't to no person should you ask how do you go to the bathroom no it's rude (laughs) or if they ask how old are you you say well you never ask a princess your Mm. age how old are you you know you just kind of spin it around oh okay uh anything you ever with that came out of nowhere though like uh like oh i got nothing there oh god i mean so many times i'm trying to remember a specific one but you just i mean you can always just play dumb i mean really that's what they you can just like laugh and then be like haha smile (laughs) i mean and then next you know like if a kid's asking too many questions you can literally just like not answer them Right. Fair. Yeah, I got to keep the line moving. Would the worst questions come from the kids or the dads? (sighs) Yeah, I mean, the the dads, every once in a while, you'd get just like a a dad who's like trying to be funny and Mm -hmm. flirt with you. And yeah, but no, the the kids were always pretty cute. You know, I mean, usually the kids were good. At at their worst, they were like covered in something sticky. (laughs) (laughs) And at their best, they were so cute and they'd make your day. Oh, geez. Oh, that's nice. I, uh, in looking up a little bit of, you know, you know, Reddit threads or like people talking about having this job, the one that really jumped out at me was the, you know, the, uh, the, the issue of Pocahontas being a real character or real person, uh, in the world. Uh, and how do you like manage that mythology with being Pocahontas in the party and somebody, a kid coming up to Pocahontas in a meet and greet and saying, when my class visited your grave last year. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that was on mental floss. Oh, I saw no. that. And the, like, yeah, I don't know that there, I don't think she might have been dumb. Fan. I, I, I'm not sure there was a response there. How in the world oh, do you? I think you'd probably say, like, oh, I don't think that's quite right. Let's have a photo. Are you sure? <laughs> Rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Wow. Uh, uh, Pocahontas, apparently the one of the few, if not the only one who gets appro- can get approved to use their own hair because everything else is wigs, yeah. right? No, oh. Pocahontas is a wig. Oh. oh, it is. Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. uh, uh. yeah. So I don't know where you got that information. I think Buzz, mm-hmm. Buzzfeed did a big really? write on that. I, I, I think may- in maybe. some rare instances, like it's been their own hair, but for the most part, it's usually not. Yeah, because otherwise, it's like you just have to look consistent. So almost everything is a mm-hmm. a wig. But yeah, maybe there's one girl who just had such good hair. But I think doesn't Pocahontas have a bang as well? It's very long. It's very long. I don't know. I think there might also be a bang. They all have a weird upswoosh like Catherine O'Hara and waiting for Guffman. Yes. Bizarre like front part. Yes. Uh, uh, How did you land on the 
which ones you ended up playing. They just cast you as it. So a lot of times, um, like Cinderella and Ariel could kind of double because they both kind of have like, you know, well, Ariel, Cinderella and Princess Aurora are all like blue or green eyes. Um, Cinderella is blue typically. And then Aurora can kind of be like what it's it's a lot of it has to do with eye color and just like how your face looks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there any voice testing? Does that matter? really? Voice. It's all just like a generic princess voice. Like they try to kind of tell you like Princess Aurora is a little bit more ethereal, a little bit more princess like, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they pose you in slightly different ways where like Princess Aurora might have say your left hand kind of like poised at your heart and your right hand out and then Ariel you could get away with hands on hips where like Princess Aurora would never do that Mm. and Cinderella maybe could have hands on hips because she's a little bit more modern Um, and then Ariel you could say things like neat and cool like Cinderella would never say cool Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, sort of hipper really Take that in. Fair. I mean, I'm trying to add that, that is like I will remember that, honestly. Yeah, That's yeah, not yeah. a thing I'm gonna forget. I think it just does it just you know, in a way stem from that she came out in the eighties. So you can talk yeah. like mall girls a little more. Yeah, so I think like it, absolutely. Elsa and Anna can like say fart and stuff, probably. Well, I don't know about fart. <laughs> I'm just saying they can get a little bit body. Yeah. Maybe the viral clip of Elsa going oh shit <laughs> dropped yeah. my reindeer thing but it is funny because you think oh you just like get someone who kind of looks like them and slap a dress and a wig and some makeup on them but they they put a lot of care into teaching you like even though at the end of the day it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. but there is a lot of like there's a difference between all of those characters sure, sure. sure. Is, the, is, is makeup different yeah makeup is different yeah, huh. but it's funny how they. Sh- a lot of girls when I worked there, you, they would try and get creative. Like they'd give you all the makeup and teach you how to do it. But mm-hmm. it was like it's like drag queen makeup. Right. Like it, I think you, they give you Bobby Brown, and there's some other brand of makeup that is used. Like it's like stage makeup. Oh, sure. is it Ben Nye? Yes, Ben Nye. Yeah. It's Ben Nye. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, so they give you all this Ben Nye makeup, and then you're taught to do it by this man who has been working there for forever. I think used to be a Prince Charming, and it's just like. Wow. The way they want you to do it is so 80s. Um, It's a lot. So much blush. blush. It's like pink (laughs) lips, blue eyeshadow, um, like eyebrows. And um, so when I was there, it's like the girls, it's when Mac was really big. I mean, this was in like the early 2000s. And so they would try and get some highlighter going and a lot of glitter. And then you could get written up for experimenting with your makeup. But wow. I think maybe they've maybe changed the makeup now since I've been there. And I think they've also toned down the bangs a little bit. Okay. Hmm. Huh. Huh. Yeah, that's a because now we're a long distance from the 80s. It's pretty like crazy yeah. to stay with 80s makeup standards. When you would get like a different character, like when you would change, was it like you got an assignment assignment? Essentially, They're like, hey, today you're off. You're doing this. They would just dictate whatever, depending on the day. Or would you like, did you do six months of one and then another six months? Oh, it's day to day. And sometimes in the Uh, same day, you'd play more than one character and meet the same family over and over again. Really? Yeah. Wow. Weird. Uh Uh-huh. Did you ever get called out about that? Yes, all the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, people, a lot of times parents would notice and be be like, we think we met your friend at Goopy's kitchen this morning. Um, (laughs) Cinderella, do you know her? And you'd be like, yes, that's me, you know? Um, And so that was kind of fun. We also had a pair of twins who were working there. So sometimes you'd have Cinderella and Princess Aurora side by side and it was, they had the same face. 
Oh, here. <laughs> That's a certain cognitive dissonance. Yeah, like, it's odd, yeah. right? It's like Uncanny Valley. <laughs> Strange. Hi, Podcast The Ride listeners. It's Jason. Uh, we're taking a quick break to talk about an interesting story from... The good people at The Lead we saw this week. The Lead, of course, a brand new daily sports podcast from Wondery and The Athletic. It's all about the stories behind sports, drama, heartbreak, controversy, cultural impact. Yeah, all of the things. All of the things. The stuff we talk about, about theme parks, they talk about about sports. That's right. Yes. Which helps fills in gaps because uh, our sports knowledge is very little. But you get to hear stories about all kinds of things that are uh, you don't even realize are related to sports. Things like the Ice Bucket Challenge. Remember that? I remember the Ice Bucket Challenge. I make a point sometimes of going back and watching specific Ice Bucket <laughs> Challenges. Uh, it's The internet's just littered with them, mm -hmm. especially uh, George W. Bush. Uh, he says he's not going to do the Ice Bucket Challenge because it wouldn't be presidential. And then Laura sneaks up behind him and pours the bucket. Yeah. And she says, I, I didn't want to do it. I don't want to get my hair wet. Mm -hmm. And then it gets very serious again. But you get to see them joke around. Uh -huh. What a there's, blast. There's a Howard Stern Ice Bucket Challenge challenge which a, with a little tiny cup of water because truly he thought and this is something i think my mom said at the time getting ice water on your head that'll give you a heart attack you'll get a heart attack and you'll die if somebody dumps ice water oh on your God. head really honestly, like it would just trigger like the temperatures too yeah I think, well, and... my mom when it was happening my mom texted me like no ice bucket challenge like <laughs> it was really wanting me not to do seriously it. i swear that's happened yes. if it's Whoa. too cold you could go into a very mild version of shock sure potentially anyway so you didn't get to do it you didn't get you didn't get challenged I no hope. thank god okay yes we Maybe. were too busy icing each other in 2014 remember that <laughs> we were keeping that alive yes. we're a little behind the times uh but anyway the ice bucket challenge you couldn't escape it in 2014 People were pouring freezing buckets of water on each other or just tiny cups in some cases uh, to raise money for ALS research and awareness. Well, as it turns out, the Ice Bucket Challenge, when it all began, was the brainchild of the University of Arizona women's basketball team. Uh, that was for them to raise money. And then it ended up growing into the most successful online fundraiser in history, raising millions oh of dollars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. From, yeah. that to the, from that to the, the former president all it, around the world. It did do a lot of good, even though culturally it kind of got away from us oh sure yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the actual the actual intention no matter how many uh, failed bits it led to yeah um, yeah so the coach of the Arizona team Naya Butts is the one that actually came up with the idea of making the ice bucket challenge competitive not just doing it yourself but challenging other people to do it as well so the virality of it was mm -hmm. built into it by uh, the U of A women's basketball coach and how do I know all of this stuff because I heard it on the lead I love hearing hearing stories and then uh, and then reframing them to people because uh, uh, I found them interesting and the lead's a great source for that yeah and the lead is like it takes you through the story which is really fun and it's an anecdotal and compelling way to tell a story they have great interview with Naya Butts herself all about how she applied coaching strategies to turn the ice bucket challenge from a local fundraiser into an international phenomenon it's an incredible story you should definitely check it out the lead has a new episode every day of the week covering sports stories just like this one so Let's say from Podcast the Right, go subscribe to The Lead on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast right now. And now, back to the show, Podcast the Ride. Back to our interesting stories. Yeah. Was there, uh, like, with this evil queen, like, that was, did you associate, with the princesses ever associate with the villains? Was that all in the same area? 
um, sometimes like if you were lucky, maybe you'd have like a pass by. You would probably never do a whole set together, but sometimes you'd have a little fun when you kind of like walk past each other mm-hmm. um, or the, the queen might kind of circulate and come by you, you know, Maleficent or whatever if you were Aurora. Uh, oh, and you had to like have know, a little eyes at each, yeah, yeah interaction. Throw you know. shade, <laughs> yeah, throw some shade. But would it, were you at all clicky with the other princesses, and were the villains clicky with themselves? Like, did I mean I think that's usually in any sort of job that's what ends up happening is just whatever group you've been lumped into, you end up associating with those people more. Yeah, I think that that's true, and most of it had to do what what break room everyone was in. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the villains would be over in DCA. Which is, you know, talk for Disney's California Adventure, which I'm sure your listeners know. Uh, And then, you know, so sometimes you would make friends across... Across the tracks, the train tracks. (laughs) If you had, you know, we're in a break room. I also did this show called Drawn to the Magic, which was in Disney's California Adventure. I don't know if it's still there, but then you, in that case, you were in a break room. You were the only princess. And then you had like a Goofy and a Mickey and a couple of singers, Agva singers. And so you'd become really close with them. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, Wait. So we, yeah, I was looking that up. Drawn to the Magic is a, uh, that was in that. It's in that, that weird stage that's just behind facades. That's just big, like steel beams, yeah. basically. Uh huh. And then it used to be right in front of um, what was that weird center where you'd go in, and it was all dark in there. Um, the uh, animation building. Yeah, the animation the... building. Okay, okay. It used to just be out on the street and right in front of the animation building. Uh huh. And this was a. Uh, also, this is where Matt did like improv yeah. kind of shows too. Mm-hmm. But you didn't cross paths with him. I think I saw him once riding a bike in a lab coat, and he <laughs> he refuses wow. to admit that he ever wore a lab coat. He did ride a bike. Statistically, he must have worn a lab coat if he was doing improv in a theme park. Like, <laughs> that's seems... what I think. So, yeah. And I think I remember seeing him, but you know, he would not have been able to pick me out of a crowd because there were a million of me. I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah. And several people with the same face. It gets confusing. Yes. Uh, so, okay, Drawn to the Magic was a show where animators sing and dance and then draw on a piece of paper and then the drawing comes down and then the real character is there? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And like uh, Aurora's in that? Or, yeah, it's either Aurora or Cinderella were interchangeable and then there's a Mickey and then I think it was either like a Woody or a Goofy. Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh uh, how, how did that one rank uh, amidst uh, was yeah. it a strong show uh, uh, I would say it's like a mid to low level <laughs> show sure, not, sure. I mean it was exciting I guess when we came out but not really <laughs> and then we would just do a little meet and greet so yeah that one I mean I think it was just kind of a time killer mm-hmm. all of early California adventure seems like sort of uh, um, curb expectations mm-hmm. like this is fine you'll see something yeah. that's fine mm-hmm. um, definitely were you there like did you work there then when California Adventure opened I believe I what what year did that open do you know 2001 mm-hmm. yeah I think what? I would have like just started working there uh, did you sense that a general feeling of like uh oh <laughs> like this is um, I mean, some problems here I loved California Adventure right off the get right, right, I right did the, wow. yeah I mean I guess I'm just I liked the roller coaster a lot I loved Soren when it first opened I don't mm-hmm. care for it now oh you're a, you're oh. a California uh, purist yeah sure sure huh. um, and so I I really liked California Adventure and I think it's just because I was excited to have another theme park in my backyard basically 
basically. Sure. Yeah. So I yeah, wasn't, yeah. I didn't have a real refined theme park palette <laughs> back then. Um, now sure. I see the flaws, but at the time I was just, you know, grateful to have an upside down ride. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. yeah, not one on the on the Disney property. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was was Disney Sea open by the time you worked in Japan? Uh yeah, Disney okay, Sea okay. was open. Sure, yeah. sure. So that's a mind blow that you're that you are there every day is Amazing. our dream. <laughs> it's you like live walking in into Disney's... Game of Thrones when you go into a Disney <laughs> wow. Sea. Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So epic. We always say there's like no, or, or Mike Mike had said it. You can't take a bad picture in there. It's crazy. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. I mean, when you're comparing California Adventure to Disney Sea, I mean, yeah, makes me want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and we got what? Yeah. <laughs> um, they tried to hide it from the Americans, though. I feel like. Yeah, that's kind of true. We've yeah, talked you about they... that. How like I wasn't even aware it was built at the time. You would think there would have been a big thing like Dis- go visit this wonderful park overseas, but it was like don't let them see what we did. <laughs> right, like, right. <laughs> we they, don't want them to know. Up, we put up all our own money. This is we get to use it. Yeah, there's like yeah. a special I found. There's like some travel channel special on it on YouTube, and I was like, this was not broadcast far and wide <laughs> like over your, here. Your parents not trying, like, trying to not show you that other people are way richer than you yes <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah we're all the same <laughs> shield them it was also like hong kong disney which opened in 2005 mm-hmm. i didn't know that existed for uh, years yeah. Not, yeah. At all. not for years at least wow i didn't I, know that's when it opened. i had a couple of girlfriends who did the hong kong disney circuit as well and oh. who were there for the opening of it and i mean talk about crazy stories i mean it sounded like hellish <laughs> wow. they just did not know what to do with the princesses like it's just uh, they oh. just have the craziest in terms stories. of uh, they like, just didn't have an established program so it was a mess yeah and, and I just think there were some like cultural differences where like mm-hmm. it didn't really translate and um, yeah it was it was an interesting experience I think they have it all worked out now and now it's like a okay place to work wild. but huh. yeah mm-hmm. at first I think it was just kind of nuts is there like a, you have like a craziest day at, at working do you, that comes to mind? Um, well, I had one day that was really crazy because I got heckled Jeez. by this old man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I was working. Sometimes you would have a set at the front gate, which is when you mm-hmm. first walk in that little area before the uh, where the train and like the flowers are. Um, and you would sometimes have to do a set there. And it was always really chaotic because people would just like, Oh, like swarm you trying to get a picture real quick before they went into the park. So like no one wanted a fun, magical moment. They just were like, get her. Um, (laughs) And you would be sent there without any sort of assistant. You normally would have a host with you who would help you kind of control the crowd, but they would just send you out there on your own. So I was just like, I had this circle of like a hundred people surrounding me and you have to be like trying to control them and still be polite and like pleasant. And I was already getting really sort of overwhelmed. And they tell you if you're about to snap, you're allowed to go take a people break is what it's called. So you can go like stand off stage, be like, excuse me, I need to go, you know, um, talk to Mickey or whatever. (laughs) And then you'd go just like stand off stage and collect yourself and then come back out because they don't want you to, they understand you're going to be pushed to your limits. Yeah. So I was kind of like almost about to take a people break when this old man just starts shouting from the crowd. He's kind of, or he's not even shouting. He's just standing there off to the side. Cinderella, your mascara is running. 
And I remember just being like looking at him like, ah, I don't know what he's talking about. And and then he started saying like, my granddaughter is prettier than you. Like it was just really weird Whoa. stuff that didn't make Jesus. sense. But he was just full on like heckling me. And a couple of the moms were kind of looking at him like, what, do we need to like get involved? And I, he just... <laughs> He kept saying all these really weird things, and I just burst out in tears and ran off. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Ran off set. Jeez. What a a ghoul. It was really, I I don't know what was going on. I feel like he had escaped from somewhere. Uh, (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like some sort of center. Or like there was a bus that like had a a flat tire, and like he snuck off the bus into Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah, knocked someone over the head and took their clothes. Uh He was like an escape convict or something. Sure. <laughs> Finally, a target. And I'm assuming you didn't have any time to like say, "I have to go talk to Mickey before you ran away." <laughs> no, I just, I think I just started out of there. I have to talk yeah. to Mickey. <laughs> Screaming, so like. Uh, luckily, in those movies, a lot of princesses running, so they probably just thought, like, "Oh, would like the movie, it's she's great. running away." Oh yeah, the clock's about to strike midnight. It's like <laughs> nine a.m. <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. it, it is. <laughs> she's on a different time, I guess. Uh, you also, when we were emailing you. Alluded to the the Plaza Inn uh, being a, a less than uh, yeah. <laughs> great place to do, do yeah. this. Yeah, my memory about the Plaza Inn is kind of fuzzy, but all I remember is there was like a year when they were making us work at the Plaza Inn, which is you know the dining. Um, it's like a buffet, I it's think. Main Street and, restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Um, and for some reason, it was so terrible working there and I think there was some sort of there was some reason why they had put us there because there was construction happening somewhere else or something was going on at the plaza Inn where they needed to kind of like make up for something Mm -hmm. and so they had us there but it was the worst place to work because it wasn't advertised as a character dining experience so no one wanted to see you and you just kind of had to stand there and everyone was really mean Um, and so at the end of the year the people who worked there a lot got like a bonus like an apology bonus wow wow (laughs) Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> um, for enduring the smell of fried chicken. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it is good fried chicken, but. Sure, yeah, actually, sure. the yeah. fettuccine Alfredo is pretty good, too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Uh, uh, That's interesting. But being around it all day, every day. No, it was That's tough. True. Yeah. Did you see a difference, like, in the over the years in the average guests? Oh. Like types of like, is it less families, more uh, childless men in their 30s coming to the park? <laughs> was there any difference you could spot or was it basically consistent? Um, I think it was basically consistent. I mean, you always, you know, it's always a big, diverse group of mm-hmm. people. Um, I mean, I think the only real difference I did kind of see is people more just like out to get the picture and the autograph and like mm-hmm. less people wanting to have, you know, sort of just like an interaction. However, that might have been an idea that was implanted in my brain by other people. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that was always something people were saying, but I don't honestly know if that was really the case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It was like some corporate story. Yeah. Some corporate idea that they sort of like were pushing or. Yeah. Or like the, like some cast members who were like too into the job were saying that, you know, Mm. Um, but there are always people who like, oh, there's a lot of guys there. I think that go on their own, you know, like annual pass holders. Like, yes. Yeah. I just feel like that was just like, oh, there isn't, that's an AP. 
Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, which is us. That, yeah, that, no, we've sure. all done it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, there's also a, a whole lot of people who um, have special needs and it's cheaper and adults. It's cheaper for, cheaper for their families to just get them annual passes than mm-hmm. to put them in any sort of care. So you get a lot of people who are dropped off there every day and just hang out at the park all day. Oh, we um, talked about this, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah, it's kind of a, a place safe, you could trust. a safe space. So you have those people who, you know, you get to know as well. Huh. huh. Um, well, that's nice. Yeah. Were there any reg? Because I, I there are there regulars who they're an older couple who go on Peter Pan every night. Whoa! Like, really? like I think that's right. I think I don't I'm know if sure. they're still doing it, but like supposedly for years and years. And I feel like I read something about like if if they were say they were in line uh, and then a person got in line behind them at the end of the night, they'd be like, no, no, please, like you go because we they want to be the last ones. Oh, how funny! Yeah, did you I, run into anyone like that? I mean, we had a guy who had come in from Arizona like a couple times a year, um, and he was like this some. There was something going on there, but he'd come in with his mom. He was maybe in his late mid twenties, and he'd always bring all these brand new sharpies, and he'd give you one. Mm. So you always got to pick like a nice new sharpie. <laughs> oh, scented or uh, plain? Um, no, just plain. That's regular. Just, yeah. You could get the high. You could get high from it. Probably. Oh, sure. Still. Yeah. 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 That's what he's trying to. Yeah. And then there was Mister Tuesday, so he would come every Tuesday. <laughs> Um, and yeah, actually, he has a really sad story. So he ended up um, passing away. Oh, no. um, yeah. But anyway, he would come every Tuesday for a long time. Um, and I guess he was in recovery. So this was like mm. part of his recovery was to come every Tuesday to Disneyland. Uh, oh. Yeah. So there's all types of, oh, there was someone named Norma. I think her name was Norma. And she was this like old kind of uh, old broad. And she was just like, would aggressively flirt with Hercules. <laughs> like really hard. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Follow him around. This cast and... of characters. Mm-hmm. Norma would flirt with Hercules. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. The regulars are interesting to hear about, but boy, if you had to hang yeah. out with the regulars. I mean, Mr. For... Tuesday is a great name. Yeah. I was reacting to that great <laughs> Oh, no, he was nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was that. Yeah, yeah, he was a sad case. But, you know, he loved coming to Disney. So. Sure. I wonder, like, I have been to, especially this year, I've been a lot alone to Disney. I wonder, do I have some nickname name among <laughs> the people who work there? You might be Mr. Laptop if you're Mr. working. Laptop, because yeah, I've been Mr. working Laptop. around there. Oh, that's cool. Dip so. shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people are recognizing you. If you come and you kind of do the same thing, I mean, like, people pay attention to the guests. Yeah, it's not that frequent. But maybe, yeah, maybe I hey, have. There's some... nothing wrong with it. Mm. Some of the some of the regulars are really cool. Yeah, we'll we'll see. If anyone's out there that works there and that knows that I'm there, do I have a nickname? Just answer, t- t- some people me. think you're a plain clothes, like a cop. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, you're the undercover security. I do yeah. look uptight, like some sort of narc. Busting so. people with the edibles in line. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that would be cool, honestly. If they thought I was a cop. Yeah. yeah, that would kind of be make me have a little spring in my step. Yeah. Anyway, we'll the see. undercover cop is a podcast. <laughs> um, I thought he was just an insane guy. Yeah, no, <laughs> he does uh, something uh, with his life. What have we not covered? Yeah, you also did. You were you were saying you did some things at, uh, outside of uh, Princess World at, at Universal. You hosted the the special effects stage uh, yeah, for a while. The special effects show. Uh huh. Um, was that a 
what, what in the chronology what what were you pushing at that time or is it uh, uh is it the, the statue of liberty uh, hitchcock thing uh, that is it been removed so for me it was a lot of minions okay. and paranorman Oh, that's so, really okay. specific. Yeah. The, you might the, be the only person who has a strong <laughs> feeling the of werewolf, paranormal. The werewolf that the kid controls with the suit. That was gone. I don't, that was gone. I don't. Oh, no, no. You, that was there. And that was and one it, of the werewolf stances. It would jump out. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. This was the one. When I was there, was the guy would come out in the green suit and pretend to be like motion capturing. Um, and mm-hmm. then I think I forget what was actually you would see like an alien or some monster doing what he was doing. It was sort of a fake mocap. Yes, uh, that's okay. what it was. Yeah, but the special effects show was so challenging. I was terrible at it because there was just so much like made up jargon you had to memorize and mm-hmm. I, it was all really like the special effects. I mean, it wasn't exactly cutting edge. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, so, but still to me it was mind boggling because I don't understand any of that stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but just having to like come out and get like a crowd hyped like, hey everybody, how are, how's everyone doing today? I can't hear you. Like, that's so not my energy. So I was just like, that was the the very end of my theme park career. I think mm-hmm. once I, I got that job, I did maybe a couple of shows and then I was just like, I just, this isn't right. Sure, <laughs> this isn't a forever thing. This isn't, this one's not for me. So yeah. I, I didn't flourish in the special effects show. Well, those kinds of, uh, uh, I've, there's, I've, always, I've talked about the show this, There's this Disney afternoon live show In Florida hosted by CJ who I who was I, oh, CJ right. was not really characterized She had a cap and a headset Mic and seemed to be Cool or self-assured and I Don't know what you're supposed to just like CJ off the bat and I'm not sure Why yeah. I only remember all this because My dad after every show like I'm gonna see that CJ show again I kind of uh, Like a CJ <laughs> Your show. dad was in love with <laughs> CJ I really need to come the CJ's thing in full, but I what you're describing in the special effects show, like, like why, like, what are you? Are you you're like the production helper? You're there's like nothing when you're a princess. Everybody, oh, I know her. You had to like out of the gate, like I'm this made up thing, and you love me, right? Yeah, it was like I was supposed to be like the young tech. One and then there was like a slightly older man with like a corduroy blazer who was supposed to be like, but what a remember from Hitchcock? And I would be like, well, now we have technology, like, <laughs> you know, rear screen. It was just like I literally don't remember a word of that show. It was like my memory. It's like something that my body has just blocked out for me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, because what what are you portraying? There's nothing like that in the world. No. You don't go to work on a movie and there's that person around. There's like, and then speaking of like the special needs people who would come to the park, you'd have the same people who would come and sit front row and um, want to volunteer. And they were like mm. the special needs people mm. who'd come. You'd see the same people at every show. And so they kind of warned me before my first show, like, hey, they're going to be there. They're going to want to volunteer, but they come to every show. So like we try not to choose them mm-hmm. every time you know because like otherwise like but they're going to be right there so and i was like mm-hmm. okay okay and i got out there and i had to pick the volunteers you know and i just got nervous <laughs> and i picked this all special needs people <laughs> to be all the volunteers <laughs> in the whole show and i just saw my co-host like his face just like stared at me like 
what have you done to me? Because he's the one who has to kind of like instruct them what to do. They have to hold these big tentacles to play this big sea monster. Uh And anyway, it ended up, they ended up doing a good job, but um, I think I was their favorite after that because (laughs) I chose them because I was like, this is so rude to just ignore them. They're like, I'm like anyone in the back and they're like literally waving their hands in my face. I'm like, you're right. You you can do this. This isn't rocket science. Like you'll be fine. (laughs) But then you covered them. Then you never had to pick those specific people again. I know. Um, what a strange was it in the the, the castle theater or was it down in the, on the lower um, lot yeah it was kind of on the way to the tram so it has its own theater it's like this huge theater yeah I'm um, kind of by the Simpsons okay yeah okay. yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah I never saw it up there. there at some point for a long time it was next to backdraft on the oh, lower okay. lot yeah yeah Beetlejuice was there for a while yeah I guess I lost interest in that I never saw the, the latter day iteration do they still do it they do. Yeah. Do they? It was running the other day. Oh. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. I know they still do it. That's uh, where the short-lived creature from the Black Lagoon musical. Oh. That was yes. practically a hate crime. Yes. That was <laughs> icon- an iconic failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spectacular failure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And Spider-Man Rocks? Same place. Spider-Man oh, Rocks. The same? Yeah. Boy, yeah. when Universal <laughs> fails, they, they fail hard. They do it really well, yeah. <laughs> they swing I big. Made, I made Spider-Man Rocks look like Hamlet. Yeah, like. yeah. I went to like an employee like preview of it. I still worked there. It was George. Everyone, everyone walking out was like, "How could that?" Like <laughs> that was their. That was on the cover of the map. That was like the new thing. Jeez. Like Creature from the Black Lagoon, the musical. Man, mm-hmm. they That's, pushed it. We got to do a few. Of those. And even in 2009, I was like, I don't know. They should be telling that joke. Like I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, Ugh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, um, I assume. Uh, Universal wise, you were probably too young, but was there ever any talk of you playing Lucille Ball? Well, actually, they're really um, funny about their face characters. So, like, I think Marilyn and Lucy um, have to be approved by the estates. Oh, wow. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Wow. So, maybe not Marilyn, but Lucy has to be approved by the estate. So, that's why you, there's really only one. I think while I was there, there was one woman who had been doing it for a long time, and then someone else got approved when I was there, and it was kind of a big deal wow so yeah they're really picky about who plays <laughs> they lucy. had a, the lucy i've seen there is real good yeah like you so i could see where yeah that's interesting so it must i bet it's tougher to get the lucy job than any of the disney princesses probably yeah i would say so yeah i never did any face characters there i only did agva performer stuff at universal so i was something called a dino chaser you guys have ever talked to a dino <laughs> chaser no, before dino i just was down by jurassic park with like dressed as a i had this like little golf cart that kind of looked like a jeep and it would play like the jurassic park music and i drove it around and then had half of like a weird animatronic dinosaur I would control um, and it, it was weird and then I <laughs> did the British window and uh, I did Grinchmas as well oh, where I played oh, a, sure. a who Oh, really? oh! Yeah. So you had the snout. Oh yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> that was. If you ever say that I did not pay my dues, <laughs> let me tell you about Grinchmas because oh. that was tough. <laughs> Self-applying, awful, like nasal constricting. Horrible. And then you would. It was all during the winter, so 
your nose would be running because it was cold. So at the end of the eight hour shift, you'd lift up, like peel up the lip Ooh. area and it would just flood out. It was horrible. Oh <laughs> it was torture. Torture. Gee whiz. All from this, just we talked, we did an episode about Grinchmas and the just that like the choice in the in the making of the film that like, no, 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 they need big dog snouts then leads to d- dozens of performers yearly on both coasts having to wear these awful mechanisms. Why? Why can't they just be people? It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they have to, the Who's are dog ladies. This is really important. <laughs> that it's they be. upsetting how that looks. I do not like yeah. I have the pictures of myself with that. It's not right. It is very unpleasant. <laughs> if you, you were handed a stack of those, you would no, slap it run. to the ground. I'd run. <laughs> Did you have a specific Who or was it like random Who? Oh, you work very hard to develop a character. Really? Oh, yeah. No. So mine was like an ex-beauty queen who. I, I had like a candy cane suit with fur trim and like this crazy red wig. So you're sort of like the Christine Baranski character. Yeah, I'm like her her like friend. <laughs> Did you have a name Shop, as well? But... I had a name, but I don't remember what it was. Okay. Yeah. Is Would you do like the Grinch meet and greet or that show where the tram tour would drive by? Yeah, not the show. I was literally just like wandering around the snow zone. Okay. <laughs> snow zone. <laughs> this is just such a whimsical name said with so much disdain. Yeah. <laughs> Another day in the snow zone. Snow zone. It seems like you probably had to, like, you're in Disneyland and people are pushing each other to the side to meet you. Like, Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. At Universal, it seems like you're, are you more like forcing people to have this interaction because somebody yeah. has paid for this? To, and you aren't like famous like oh, Cinderella. They don't yeah. know, they don't know who the, the who is. There's also like Universal, I don't know how they do it, but they're just like, there's hundreds of you walking around. It's like, and sometimes you're outnumbering the guests. And so it's like, people really don't care, which in some ways, I mean, Universal is just a lot more relaxed. So you would just kind of like talk to your who friends, right? Your who buddies. That counts as a shift. Like. Yeah. Just shoot the shit. And like, they don't care where you are. You're just like wa- roaming around. Right. Could you go to like the lower lot? Sometimes you just like ride the escalators. <laughs> wow, cool. Yeah. Um, is there a craziest Universal story? Oh or my a weirdest God. day? At Universal? Let me try to remember. Um, just riding the escalator up and down just maybe? Mostly, I mean, Universal, like not a lot crazy happens at Universal. <laughs> it's Which is funny because you would think it would because it's more lax, but the pressure cooker of Disney probably leads it to be more. Disney is an event for people. Right. So it yeah. is a pressure cooker. I think when, you, when you're when you at Universal, you've already done Disney. You're probably a little white. <laughs> right. Yeah. The you know? Vi- yeah, the vibe I just recall being mellow and I'm like only if one person smiled in the tram, I was like, wow, I killed. Yes. But mostly they are not paying attention. You realize they can't hear you that well. And, and employees, that's also, you go back to that break room. Nobody's, it's not sad. It's just like, all right, 
totally i mean probably the craziest thing that happened to me at universal is like literally like falling in love with my husband like on a balcony dressed as a british person <laughs> that is pretty yeah, crazy that's notable yeah, and just like yeah. sitting up there and like just i mean we were just like so into each other and like not doing our job at all mm-hmm. <laughs> was it yeah did it like cross a threshold where was it literally like day one oh nice to meet you never met before and then like a month later like oh our improv is a little flirty or no it was like instant it was on the first orientation day whoa that's funny yeah. he said that too yeah. i was curious oh, to hear the other perspective yeah yeah that's great that's Um, insane no it definitely was like love at first chit chat um it's not like he thought that's what it was and then i'm like Mm. you know after you know i just recently fell in love with him (laughs) Post, <laughs> post marriage. <laughs> well, at least it happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Eventually. Well, that's good. Did you like then like change the characters to be like? There were no real we're characters. Item, uh... The characters, those characters were really underdeveloped. <laughs> Was the Who character more developed than the British character? Definitely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a like a specific place you come I from. Yeah. 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 And there's yeah. another. There's an estate there too. Of course. And the nose gives you like a weird character voice. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. it's a little bit, you know. <laughs> if a dying person. Yeah. A person who, if the shift isn't over in 90 yeah. minutes, you'll pass out. A pretty unique yeah. character disease as well. A bacterial infection mm-hmm. known only to who performers. That nose was a sponge. It was pretty disgusting. Oh. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, of all of these jobs, Scott has talked about how he would like to maybe like one day a year do his tram job still. Hell yeah. Is there oh, anything yeah. where you'd like, well, once in a while, it would be fun to like do this aspect or like is it yeah whatever yeah I mean I definitely would love to be a princess for a day again like I really that job was it was challenging I mean I mean, obviously, it's not that hard, but <laughs> you know, like very literal. It's it's not yes. like operating a crane. Or yeah, something, it's but. a pretty cushy job that a lot of people would be would really want to have. So I would love to go work at Tokyo Disneyland again. Oh, yeah. Like I would honestly do that once a week, um, sure, right. like for the rest of my life. I, um, you know, I just think that that was so fun. And the the kids. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing cuter than a, a Japanese three year old. Oh, I mean, I they are so cute. Um, <laughs> Who are there for you? Yeah, and like, they it's love like mom, you. dad, and you're number three almost. <laughs> and that really was like my only real brush with fame was like being a Disneyland princess. You know, it was like it was kind of a cool experience to have but yeah just to be able to interact with the kids sure. was was would be really cool i would i would do that again but not ever full-time and also yeah. i've i've aged out of it <laughs> <laughs> but you age out of it really quickly seemingly yeah. like mm-hmm. it's a pretty you draconian a decade i mean you can do it to like i mean there were some people especially in um japan people would kind of push it into their early 30s uh-huh. sure, sure. Uh, yeah because they have to like bring people out so yeah, they're not going to be as strict i guess but, yeah uh, but there were a couple kind of lifers and then you kind of graduate either into like management or you know you could become fairy godmother i was gonna say yeah wait yeah you just could just shift over which by the way i've, I've seen fairy godmothers with like plastic faces oh that aren't yes even yeah. in japan it's like confu- there's a creepy way yes, they japan, do that i 
think they do wear a head in Japan. Um, yeah. yeah. The Jesse. The, no, no, no. It's not Jesse. It's it's Bo Peep now. There's a new Bo Peep out here, and she's got the plastic mask. Oh, it's so disconcerting. Oh, it's v for Vendetta. Her, yeah, <laughs> um, the Purge. The Purge I, doll yeah. mask. <laughs> I get why they're doing it with Buzz and Woody, and I get. I, I'm assuming that's the logic. Is like, well, she should have it too, but her face is not as cartoonish. I feel like as theirs is. Yeah, yeah. that's not right. That shouldn't be happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those crosses are bordering. Re- recycled really spectro magic. I uh, feel masks. Yeah. Is the only older woman you could play the fairy godmother? I guess there's a there's queens. Yeah, this is in the walk around. It's like so. the evil queen. You've got Cruella Deville, who's oh, really? really fun, and you could be. I mean, she's usually like late twenties too, or yeah. mid, mid to late twenties. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, and then yeah, you get into the fairy godmother. Um, the, the, I guess the mother and the stepsisters. But this, the stepmother and the stepsisters, they're more. They don't come out all the time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So there was. They're just more special occasions, maybe weekends. Um, oh, I should also real quick for the fiftieth anniversary. I was working there, and they brought out like a bunch of characters that had been, you know, put away for good. Oh, mm-hmm. So I got to play Megara from Hercules. Whoa, oh, cool! Which was oh, cool. And so. Yeah, I was the only one who got to do it. And her the reason why they don't have her anymore is because, well, one, that she wasn't that popular. Mm. But also, she has this huge ponytail. So the way the wig works is it's a helmet, like a hard helmet Whoa. with this huge ponytail. And you have to pin it into your head. On There's only two points where you pin it into your head. So women were getting um, bald spots. Oh my from God. the wig. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Oh, like when it was regularly in operation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeez. Suffering for your art. Yes, really. <laughs> wow. Insane. Insane. The Anybody? only, the other, I was going to say the only other aging, aging part would be just auditioning for the Lucille Ball estate. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what it's come to. <laughs> I would love a documentary about that. Yeah. About like is... who runs it and who do you have to audition for? And do you right. go to some weird like mansion and Chatsworth, like whatever, right. like Desi Lou Manor where some of them still live? Well, oh, he did. Um, Warner Brothers very briefly did like some Halloween events the last couple of years. I don't think they're doing it this year, but there was a feud show. There was a Betty David, Betty versus Joan. What? There was a maze? Like, no, there was a show. Oh, a show. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, do the estates have to weigh, do the Davis Crawford estates have to weigh? in on this like body haunt show maybe probably probably right yeah Yeah. geez that's a bizarre one uh anybody you wish you could have played uh or that if you wanted to add another to the arsenal i always well i was glad i got to play mary poppins in um in tokyo because that was one of my other favorite movies and so that was just the costume is so good yeah i love that costume what is she in the parks is it like a is it a hat with flowers and yeah she's got the white the white the jolly holiday outfit on oh that one oh where right, right. okay okay yeah sure, the, sure, the sure. little red belt so i love i loved playing her um and otherwise i mean this would never happen but jasmine would be fun oh, sure just because that outfit sure and i saw I, complaints on the reddit though that they were they were like the worst targets essentially for gross dudes because it's like a oh, bra essentially yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah jasmine and ariel get sexually harassed all the time. Mm, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. The bare midriff sends people a flutter. I know. <laughs> it's weird. Do it you is have, really weird. Do you ever like watch like Tangled and you go, I could play 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'd be, I I think maybe my face isn't round enough to play Tangled, uh, to play, uh, what's her face? Oh wait, who's, so who are the latest Disney princesses? I'm trying to think of it. I've I looked this up because I was curious and I watched a a weird ceremony, the like induction ceremony of Merida. Oh, the redhead. Yeah. 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 From, uh, Brave. Right. Moana. Uh, Moana since then. So, which brings the Grand Total up to 12, and then before that, in descending order, Rapunzel, Tiana, Princess and the Frog, Mulan, Pocahontas, and then so then it's the 90s. Right, yeah. And Elsa, I'm I, assuming. Are they not are they princesses? Are they not royalty? The royalty, oh, yeah, they are. right? They are, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I feel like I saw things that, I think maybe they, I think it may be like merch lines are the arbitrary They might not divisions. be in the big 12 princesses. That's what They is. might have their own Because they're silo. so, they're probably popular enough to not be under the princess umbrella. But maybe at some point they will be moved right. over right. to the princess uh, area. Interesting, yeah. Uh, huh. No, none of them, I mean, I honestly like Cinderella to me is like the most iconic one. Yeah, sure. yeah. With the she's got the hoop skirt. I mean, that's kind of one of the best dresses, I think. Yeah, that's pretty. You're wear. wearing these like iconic like things you've been watching since you were yeah. a kid. That all the like you're probably talking to like little kids who are dressed like you, and like, that adds uh-huh. to the magic of everything. Yeah, um, it was pretty special getting to wear the the Cinderella outfit. Like that never really got tiring, except it was itchy. I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Besides the the physical nature yeah. of it. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> um, God. Anything else? I feel like we've like. There's been this, this, this is one of the podcasts that's been the most like just question. This has been the most pure interview. Like like inquis- yeah. inquisition essentially. <laughs> right. And uh, what else? And uh, also, uh, um, I uh, did you have to like? Did oh here's there's there's maybe one more thing. Did anybody ever? Did you have to like? keep mythology straight in your head because I read a thing about how, you know, you, if a kid, it was very confusing if a kid asked about Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, mm. I don't know Tom, you just can't acknowledge other IP. Oh, interesting. Yes. I think, yeah, you weren't, if they asked you about like, I mean, I'm trying to think like, who's the princess, what was that knockoff uh, Disney movie? Um, Anastasia? Anastasia, which mm-hmm. I actually loved Anastasia. But yeah, you would just... That it didn't exist to you. Sure. You're like, I'll talk to Mickey about it, you would say? Or yeah, something. yeah. I'll talk <laughs> I'll to ask Mickey. Mickey. Yeah. Um, I'll write know. a letter about that. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Mickey. He got very upset and stormed off. Mm-hmm. So take from that what you will. Um, <laughs> I'd say not, don't. He said something very dra- mean about Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> <laughs> whoever that is. Whoever that is. I don't know who that is either. I have to ask Mickey, Mickey about that. <laughs> I got a lot of questions for mickey <laughs> um, i'm gonna do that in my real life when i don't know the answer to a question mm. i'm gonna ask mickey about that the boss. and i just kind of like look away or something yeah. do you want a picture oh yeah definitely i mean i use my princess skills all the time yeah how sure so, how, how so what's and just like, like diverting uncomfortable questions <laughs> sure mm-hmm. right, you know right. and <laughs> waving to people oh sure yeah yeah <laughs> has it affected your real affected your real life waving um, I think it probably has. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely does. I mean, I'm able to just like be super fake. 
<laughs> really easily. It taught you how to flip on the yes, fake switch. Yeah. It's like you'll get in the car after that and be like, these three nerds, these fucking nerds. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> You're fooling me. It's all that it's matters. Poor. But it also is all like, we're talking to Matt about this, how it's all like, uh, it is improv. It's like one of the most practical applications of improv skills oh, in the for world. for sure. Yeah. You're like doing half of an improv show, essentially, to somebody who doesn't know they're in an improv show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 So. And just like being in character and I mean, yeah, it is. It literally is improv, but it's the same improv over and over and over again. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. So it starts to become plug and play. Yeah. Like I know all of the answers here. Uh, um, awesome. Well, hey, this is all this is also cool to hear about. Amanda Lund, you survived podcast The Ride. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for telling us all this stuff for surviving the, the Inquisition, especially. Uh, 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 let's exit to the gift shop. Is there anything you would like to plug? <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, thanks so much for having me. This was really fun. Oh, um, and I would love to plug my podcast the big ones which i host with my friend maria blasucci and we discuss life's big moral quandaries like would you rather be 20 percent more attractive or 20 percent smarter um <laughs> or god we just did one of my favorites we had matt on and we discussed so there's um a murder trial you're on the jury and the defendant is guilty beyond a reasonable doubt but they're a conjoined twin and the twin is innocent. <laughs> do you send them both to jail? <laughs> or do you let a murderer go free? Whoa. Gosh, I don't have an easy answer for um, that. It's not, there's no easy answer, I guarantee you. Yeah, and there's no, you couldn't like make somebody be in half of a jail because they would still be stuck. I know. You could put them like the other side of the wall is a park, but uh, mm. then there's, you're still. <laughs> then you're stuck between a wall, essentially. I know it takes a lot of resources. <sighs> yeah, you would have to have somebody. F- I, my my quick. Now I'm thinking about it. it. Would be like a person follows them around and makes sure the one doesn't get to do anything fun that the other one's doing. That's kind of where we landed. Uh, not to give away <laughs> too much, but we went down a lot of. I mean, there was a lot. Like if there were like not no movies, if a movie you have to put headphones on and like a mask on, and they don't get to see the movie. Or the one, <laughs> the innocent one, gets to decide what movie to watch every time. That's good too. Unless they probably share taste, though, if they're yeah, because they're sharing similar things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A VR helmet might take if you oh. put somebody in a pleasant world or an unpleasant oh, yeah, world. A, yeah. a VR helmet that is, is fixed to their head and they see jail and they see jail. Oh, we did not think of this. <laughs> oh, Whoa, they have one. solved it. <laughs> Scott, you solved the problem. Oh, wow. Well, actually, Matt did come up with some sort of head jail, but he we, he didn't go as far as to say VR. We were just more no. thinking a bird cage. A man in the iron mask. You just wear a cage over your face. Um, but anyway, this was just a glimpse into the types yeah, of discussions that's... we have on the big ones and that's on my podcast network erios network um, which is a woman-run network so if you go to erios um just google erios podcast network we've got a bunch of good shows sure oh, uh, how do you spell that it's e-a-r-i-o-s cool big Great. moral moral quandaries would be faced by the princesses because they as rulers of kingdoms you don't see that side of things they have to like probably sentence people to death or uh, decide <laughs> oh. whether to go into a war or not. i mean it's true we did do the little mermaid dilemma would you give up your identity for love oh right yeah wow. hmm. 
Is there a clear deterrent? Well, I shouldn't say it. I mean, listen, it's, listen we all have podcast. different moral compasses. Sure. sure. That's true. Yeah. So it's not really black and white all the time, mm-hmm. except for this VR helmet solution, which is genius. All right. Clear. I mean, truly, <laughs> you, you win. Like, that is the solution. Using my knowledge of theme park-esque technology. <laughs> yeah. You, you correct it. Uh, uh, awesome. Well, yeah. Yeah. Check all that out. Erios.com. And uh, as for us, hey, live shows are all happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chicago is now out there. Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, check the, the hyperlinks in this, right? We can do that, yeah, right? Yeah, we can do yeah. that. You can click yep. right there and then buy tickets to see us in Chicago and Orlando in October. October 19th for Chicago. Yes. October 24th in Orlando. Yes, that's right. Uh, and then, yeah, buy tickets to those. Yeah, come see us. That's the main thing. But besides that, for more podcasts, the Red, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And there's three bonus episodes every month if you subscribe to Podcast the Ride, the second gate at patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Thanks so much, everybody. Uh, dream is a wish your heart makes. And <laughs> yep. Let's go, let's go ask Mickey about we'll some go, stuff. We'll go talk to Mickey. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarche. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcast.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook. <laughs>